This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680 CJOB. What did you see on the, on the players? Well, it's a knee on knee. He sticks his knee out, and yeah. you, you hope that's a uh, suspendable knee on knee. I mean, there's, there's no other way of looking at it, and you hope it's suspendable. But the referees made the right call. Five-minute major and a game misconduct, and then we'll see where it goes from there. Mark Shifley was right there, and I mean, as you know, your that's the, the leader Mark is. I mean, that's why he didn't hesitate to jump in. He saw what happened. He saw it was a dirty hit, and uh, he addressed it right away. So good on Mark. Winnipeg Jets win 4-2 over the Anaheim Ducks yesterday. A come-from-behind third-period victory, Jim Toth. Uh, but overshadowed is the word I would use by the injury to Kyle Connor there in the second period, and there was Rick Bonus uh, speaking about that as well as the uh, subsequent uh, fight and um, Mark Shifley took uh, uh, against Strom, uh, sticking up for um, for Kyle Connor on the ice there. So Ryan Strom uh, taking uh, Kyle Connor out of the game with the uh, with the knee-on-knee hit. Um, I mean, we can get right into it here, uh, Jim. I mean, your sort of initial thoughts. I hated the hit. I hated I, it. It was. I felt. I think it's intentional. Um, based on the the fact that uh, Kyle Connor uh, didn't have the puck. Based on the fact that he didn't uh, try to get out of the way. He didn't try to stop himself from making knee on knee contact. The fact that he led with his knee and as well extended it over the course of him uh, moving into Kyle Connor. I think it was intentional. I think it's a suspendable offense. We'll see what happens. But I think it should be two games at minimum. That's my feelings on it. Overshadowed um, is the right word there because they just sort of lost their composure. Not composure in the fact they were freaking out or anything, but just lost their momentum. Well, right? you, it's you devastating get, when you, you lose something like uh, How do you not like, get rattled? How do you not get rattled? It's the same as if you're the Kansas City Chiefs and in the first quarter Patrick Mahomes goes down. Like you're a little rattled. Yeah. We're going to talk about that or, later you know, too, Or, you know, there's a, you know an offside call. I mean, it just rattles you, and you can't come back. Why are you making the right call? It bothers me. Okay, but we'll, we'll talk about we'll that talk later. We'll talk about that later. But it, it, seriously, when you lose your starting quarterback in the first quarter, that's what it's like. It's your star player, and he is one of the star players. Look, I didn't like the hit. And, you know, Mike McIntyre's there, and, and he's put out a piece with the Winnipeg Free Press already. Ken Weaver, the Winnipeg Free Press, is going to join me at 2.30 to talk about the game and the hit as well. We're waiting to hear, but Mike is reporting that there's no – um, additional discipline coming for Ryan Strom. Here's what I don't, I, I will never get, Cam. Yeah. Where's the deterrent from that hit? Like, it's always a defending of the person who did it. It's always, well, he did the, the like, it's never about the guy who got the hit. Crushed from behind, well, he turned too late. Or his numbers were... It, whether he turned too late or not, he's getting crushed from behind. He's going to miss Whether time. Ryan Strom's foot was on the ice or not, he stuck his knee out. The only time I have time to hear about knee-on-knee collisions that are unintentional or not what it was designed to do is when you get another piece of the body. So it's a knee-on-knee, but maybe you hit him with the elbow as well or your shoulder yeah. or something. You're trying to make contact, and when you're trying to do that, you extend your limbs. That I have time for. I have zero time when, whether your foot is on the ice or not, when you're coming through the middle and you're not going to hit anything so you put the knee out. I have zero time for that. Yeah. Ryan Strom doesn't have a history other than unsportsmanlike fine for throwing a water bottle on the ice. I'm not saying he's the dirtiest guy in the league or anything. That is as dirty as it gets. The two things I can't stand is checks from behind and those knee on knees. And the- it's just, it to me, you can... 
for the love of whatever God you have, two games. It's not going to ruin Strom's career. It's not going to ruin the Anaheim Ducks season. And it is going to get guys to stop doing that. There's no deterrent. There's no deterrent. There's no deterrent because you're absolutely right, Jim, because it focuces in on, well, you know, Ryan Strom, you know, me, you know, we don't believe he was Five intentional. Five in the game is enough. But listen. Bull crap, it's enough. Here's here's Velarde, and I want to play this clip because yes. I, we don't know what's going to happen with, with Cal Connor, but this was him speaking about about uh, the about what happened. I do feel for him, and like it was his knee, obviously, so it's it's tough. It's, it's never easy coming back from injury, and I think people, I think that don't play, don't really realize it, you know, like... You miss time, and the guys are going, and they're they're in the flow of the season, and you're kind of coming in. It's almost like you're back in training camp. So um, it sucks to see him go down. And that was, uh, I mean, he got he got the five minute penalty. So, but uh, hopefully it's nothing too serious. I haven't seen or heard anything yet, so we'll see. So it's missed time for Kyle Connor. We're gonna wait. Hopefully we find out what happens tomorrow after the morning skate. The Winnipeg Jets are off today. Um, but, you know, there's a, there's a victim to this. You know, Kyle Connor's now going to have to go through, depending on what happens, he's going to have to go through rehab. That's not easy. There's difficulty there. But it seems like when this sort of thing happens, the focus, the focus is then on, goes on to the person that committed what happened. And then it's like they get the benefit of the doubt in a situation like this. And I, I don't like that. I, I think there needs to be some harder, harsher penalties for this sort of situation. And then I think that you would see this sort of thing happen because what's going to stop Ryan Strom from doing this again or another player from doing something very similar to this? None. Because, okay, you get a game misconduct, you get a five-minute penalty. You the, know, the system is not designed to get players to stop things. It just simply isn't. No. It's designed to, say, stop doing that. But it's not designed to make them stop. It's designed to ask them to stop doing that. Here's a fine. Here's a game or two. Here's, I mean, it, I, I hate bringing this up because the debate is 50-50, but Mark Shifley running the Montreal Canadian, I thought was as dirty as it gets. Debate it all you want. I'm not going to, I'm not bringing yeah, we're it not up deba- to debate yeah, it. We're not debating it. But what's worse? Well, this is, yeah, I know. Like, where's the hockey play in this? Kyle Connor doesn't even have the puck. So I just, I don't, I don't, it's not designed to get players to stop doing this stuff. It's designed to say, ask you to stop doing it. So if he's not suspended at all, it's a giant miss. It's a colossal miss once again, but I'm not surprised from the National Hockey League. But I, I don't. It's one of the league's goal, we, we, biggest we always, goal scorers, Jim, is now is yes, going to be on the shelf. He's one of the superstars in the National Hockey League who's not going to sell tickets in San Jose tomorrow. Does San Jose need to sell some tickets? Yes, they do. So, and then I love that clip from Gabe Velarde because we do this all the time. And and somebody will be back in February. And that Nick Ehlers is a prime example. Nick Ehlers played two and a half games last year. Then he came back. And what do we all think? What's wrong with Nick? Yeah. Because you can't just come back. And we take it for granted that players do. We see it in the NFL. We see it in other sports. Guys are out for six to eight weeks with major surgery. And we, like, do we expect Kyle Connor, for however long he's out, if he's out, to just come back in and start wheeling and dealing and firing pucks home again? Gabe Velarde hasn't hit his stride yet. He's starting to. He got a big goal yesterday, but he hasn't yet. So the league needs to sit down with the players and have them understand that we're not here to punish you 
and give you warnings. We're here to keep our stars and our non-stars on the ice. We're here to keep everybody as healthy as possible in a highly fast physical game. Yes. We don't need this stuff. Two games will not affect the Ducks or Ryan Strom whatsoever. What it will do is get a guy to think twice before doing it. Now, I'm not saying because he didn't get it is might not get any suspension that they're going to go, oh, I'm going to leave my knee in. That's not how players think either. No. But it's just, I don't know. That's a, it's a tough, first of all, it's a ter- dirty play. It's a I don't care what people say. It's a dirty play. Of and course if they want to defend it by saying his foot was on the ice already, as opposed to putting his foot on the ice and sticking it out, he knew he wasn't going to get a piece of him. And there's a flash of a second that says, should I try and reach out and get a piece of him or not? And you got to be in the mindset that I'm not. Mm-hmm. Hockey is a, is a series of instant decisions. Instant. To be a good player and to even get to the National Hockey League, you have to be able to think like that. So I don't. I mean, that's not an excuse. And I'd be saying this if Kyle Connor did it to Strom. I one hundred percent. I love to find these things in games where where we can go. But I just he led with his knee, Jim. He had a yeah. long stride. He had several seconds, a couple seconds to get out of the way, and he decided to make. And contact. I promise you, the way Kyle Connor cuts through the middle and avoids contact and wires pucks home like he has done twice this year, is why Ryan Strom would have watched that on film. Yep. And in the split second, probably thought, like, I can't let him go through here. And and then that's the consequences. So I think it's a, I think it's a dirty hit. I think it's a suspendable hit. We're hearing from Mike McIntyre, the free press, that it doesn't look like anything more is coming from that. I highly disagree with that. And I, I think that it's ridiculous that he doesn't get at least two games. If he doesn't, I don't know if he won't yet. 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. Chris, Chris texts the show. He says, no extra discipline. Wow, I was ready to make my joke about it only being a Winnipeg star, so that's why the suspension was on the X Games, but non-stunning. We don't know that yet. We don't know what's going to happen when we wait for word I'm from the league. I'm not a conspiracy league. theorist either, but Mark Scheifele got four games for that hit against Montreal, and deservedly so. I think no, he should have. My problem is, is when was the last time somebody got four games for anything? In a playoff game. Yeah. Like, where's the consistency? We just went through this with Peros about a week and a half ago, didn't we? Yeah, but he brings the hammer down on Mark Shifley in ridiculous fashion. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm just saying, like, what if for one year you just said, you do something dirty and you're going to get games. It's just a matter of how many. What if he just did that for one year? Wouldn't it be a difference? Alex texts the show. He says, Strom should be suspended, and it should be for the next two games against the Jets, not just the next two games for the Ducks. Let's take a break. Let's come back. We should talk about that. It I, was a big – Listen, we'll continue on this conversation. I have a better idea than just a player being out as long as Kyle Connor. I There's other stuff we could look at here. Yeah. But, you know, I just think it's the, the National Hockey League needs to start – to protect the guys that are injured too, instead of putting the guys who who committed it um, sort of in the forefront of situations like this. We're going to get to that. It was a great comeback win yesterday in the third period. I think we need to talk about that as well. As well, Patrick Mahomes, an all-time uh, press conference for what I believe was Fight all the, the right, power. for all the right, wrong reasons. We'll be right back. Jets at noon on 680-CJOB. I mean, not only for, for me, but just for football in general. I mean, just to take away greatness like that. I mean, for a guy like Travis to make a play like that. And who knows if we win. But as I know as fans, you want to see the guys on the field decide the game. This isn't about... It's not about me. It's not about my team. It's not about winning a game. It's about greatness, Jim. And not only is it about greatness... 
That clip, that play should have been on every highlight package for the next 100 years. And the NFL suffers because they made the right call on a clear offside. How dare the refs call that penalty? If I was in that scrum, my next question would have been like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Blame it on your teammate who is a foot offside. I've never seen a guy. Okay, this is two folds for me. Okay, go for it. I've never seen a guy complain about officiating when they made the right call. Yeah, I've never seen that either. He was offside by a foot. Secondly, of all people who should be complaining about officiating, it should not be Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, last week, I have not seen a pass interference as egregious as I did when the Green Bay Packer took down the Kansas City Chiefs receiver. No question. It reminded me of the Rams-Saints playoff game. Mm -hmm. That was pass interference by a mile. They blew that. But of all the people that have been getting more calls than not and weak non-calls, the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes get them. I don't know what he's talking about. I don't understand why he's talking about Travis Kelsey and the great play when it was his own teammate that caused it to be offside. The Buffalo Bills going to win the game 20-17. to 17. Um, Holmes also claims that he's never seen an offside penalty against an offense. There was 12 of them so f- called so far this year in the NFL. So it does get You know called. why they didn't get warned? Because no official seen a guy that offside before. They see him offside by half an inch, not a full foot. Yeah. Line up right. What are you looking at? That's not on the officials. And you know how I get on officials? Is the right call. I think Patrick Mahomes, and you're going to have to give him maybe 20, 25, 30 years. He's he's not going to be able to watch that press conference again because that was embarrassing. He should be frustrated that, that none of his receivers can catch the ball. We'll be right back. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. As we get you back to Jets at noon. Thank you very much, Skylar Peters. What's your, oh, uh, Skylar. what's your resting heart rate right now? What happened? I mean, check the watch. Just want to make sure you're Very, okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Cody Bellinger watch doesn't hit the same as uh, Shohei Otani watch uh, for Toronto Blue Jays fans like me. I was at 104 at one point on Friday afternoon. I am currently at 72 beats per minute. That's a good, healthy number. And that's number. after delivering a newscast, too. That's pretty good. That's a good, healthy that's number. Good. Does I it s- usually go up during the news? I saw it during Friday. Well, when you're, you know, you're reading. and I saw it during Friday during Otani watch for the Blue Jays. It was over 100. Yeah. What happened there? When the Chicago Blackhawks won the draft lottery, uh, it was 129. Hmm. It's been a it's been a good year for you. So what? I have no uh, complaints. What happened <laughs> at the sushi party? What there was a big sushi yeah. party. Well, right? I guess he was just having a sushi, sushi party. party. I'm sure Robert Herjavec, who was actually on the plane that everyone tracked. Robert Herjavec conveniently of employs sharks. the uh, same agency as Shohei Otani. Oh, okay. I'm sure he had a heck of a time at the sushi party. Um, are we now? See, now this is what I find funny about this. Now the Robert Herjavec, Dragons Den, Shark Tank, billionaire guy, same agency as Otani, right? Yeah. Now we go down this rabbit hole. When we when all the other stuff was BS. Now this conspiracy theory of them being in the same agency. Now all of a sudden this one happens. So we're going to believe this one too. I like. I'd honestly love to do a special. It can't be Jets at Noon bonus podcast, but something under our CGOB umbrella, because there's a lot of evidence here. <laughs> there's not enough time in this little yeah. this little crossover we like to do at 1232 every yes. uh, every weekday. But When social media came onto the scene... Do your own research, people. And I was a young 78-year-old. Yeah. I was taught, you don't have to be first, you have to be right. 
Well, apparently there wasn't a lot of right happening. The MLB network doesn't abide by those yeah, same values as saying. our esteemed radio station. It got caught up. A lot of hoopla, as my father would say. Too yeah. much hoopla. I don't, I don't think you can blame Blue Jays fans for getting fired up. At that point, when you have a respected name at the time in the MLB journalism world saying, yes, this guy is on this plane. I agree. Why, there's a lot why of would any journalist say that unless they knew he was on the Toronto plane? Because they don't care. Right it doesn't matter if you're right or anymore. It doesn't. In situations like that, it doesn't. Unfortunately. I just feel bad for you, Skyler, and the rest of the Jays fans because yeah. that is a... 700 mil, hey, with the Dodgers. I was going to text you, and then I'm like, well, I'll give it a day, and then you Sunday rolled around. You have been the like, first person to text and I'm just me, like, No, and I would have been not... I would have been polite. I would have been like, dude, that that's, that's a kick in the junk. I'm sorry. But then again, you shouldn't have your junk out before... Well, I don't know where I'm going with this. But. You just keep your. Ju- <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to touch that. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> we should move on. Somebody's going to get fired if we. Yeah. Keep All this right. Going. Two four. Yeah, it might be us you. if we don't move on. Two four seven eight zero. License are uh, hinging here. Get out of here. It's run out of the booth, Skyler. But run. that is what I should have said. Is that's a gut punch. If you were like they they were all in some Jays fans. Oh my god! It was I was insane. like just. Take it easy. I've seen these things go one way or the other. Anyway. 204-780-6868. 204-780-6868. This texture says pardon question mark. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, uh, this texture says very happy to see the Jets come back from being down 2 nothing to get four in the third and win the game. Good job after the Connor injury. Yeah, well, that was lost. It was yeah. a pretty big win last night. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a good win. And, you know, here was Bones. He had a good overview on the game um, outside of the of the Casey injury. Yeah, well, we were – it wasn't – it was a low-event game. I give them a lot of credit. They uh, they, they played extremely hard. Uh, we had hit the post or crossbar there right off the bat. So I know they came down and scored, but we knew just stay with it. And we had talked after the second period, but we need to get a greasy goal. We, we weren't getting to the net hard enough. We're going to – they're not giving us much. So when you're playing the team that's playing that well and that hard, you've got to get greasy goals. And we talked about getting pucks into the crease, and we got a couple, and then they went in so um but it's a, you know, it's a big win for us to come back after being down to nothing but we weren't rattled we just had to stay with it that's how exactly i would describe the first period is sort of a low event sort of thing you go to the second period you have uh, uh, uh kyle connor goes down that period is as i was sitting there watching and i said he's got to get out of this period here because you know you, your mind starts to go you start to rattle i mean you start to sort of battle the mental side of the game in a situation like that more than anything um, and, you know, Kyle Connor, um, you know, going down, I think that certainly affects. And then the third period, I, I, I thought they, they took over the game. They really started to play well. There was that quick response from Nino Niederreiter after they scored about 48 seconds later. Um, and then they just found ways to, to, um, they found ways to score. They, they found ways to manufacture goals, Jim. Yes. Well, this is again, another way they Stuck with it, and the old adage I've said many times that I've heard many times uh, and repeated it is play the same way when you're up 3-1 or down 3-1. Mm-hmm. They were down 2 nothing, and they stuck to it. They got their game sort of going. That was a gut punch, speaking of gut punches earlier, um, to the Jets when they see Kyle Connor go down. And that's the thing about that hit, right? So if he gets tangled up and nobody knows what happened or he gets tangled up and yeah. falls awkwardly, people go, we don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. When it's a hit like that, players know that's... Yeah, yeah, that's tough. So, and we should say, uh, as you said earlier, the Jets 
We've been in touch with them. Um, there's no update coming today. It's an off day. Um, we do know Kyle Connor is not returning to the city. He will be staying there on the trip, and he's going to be evaluated with an MRI later today, and then we'll get the latest on it as soon as we can get you that information tomorrow when the team announces what the prognosis is for mm-hmm. Kyle Connor. Yeah, absolutely. 204-780-6868 here. So Mark Scheifele saying it was a big win. Now Bucky made some big saves late. Um, you know, just some, some real gutsy plays by a lot of guys. And, um, you know, J-Mo, I think he probably played 40 minutes tonight, and he was, you know, you know, probably the, you know, one of the best performances I've ever seen. Um, he was he was unbelievable all night, and uh, it's a pleasure to play with him tonight. 30-plus minutes for uh, Josh Morrissey yesterday. Jim, what did you think of his game? I thought he was outstanding yesterday, and I looked it up and put it out on social media because I think he's been unbelievable. There was a time when Seattle was coming into the league that many fans were reaching out to me and saying, he's junk, send him to... <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> send him to Seattle. Don't protect him. Get rid of his $6 million salary. Josh Morrissey played 30 minutes and 17 seconds last night. He had two assists. He had four shots on net, one minor penalty. He has 24 points in 26 games this year. Dating back to the start of last regular season, he has 101 points in 107 games. And that includes the three playoff games, two and a half, when he was knocked out against Vegas with a knee injury. He's coming off a knee injury and has 24 points in 26 games. You and I did high and low throughout the yeah. summer, and I said lower than 76. I will be probably eating crow on this if this season for Josh Morrissey continues. But to me, Cam, it's not just the points. It's the 30-17, the how he sort of um, – remember last year against St. Yeah. Louis and they were struggling, and he put a goal in, and he went down the boards here at the Canada Life Center and said, get the F yeah. up yeah. and get the crowd into it. Um, he, in many ways, we look at Connor Hellebuck, rightfully so. We look at Kyle Connor, Mark Scheifele. Mm-hmm. He, in many ways, is, and Adam Lowry's the captain. And Adam yeah. Lowry's, Adam Lowry, to me, is the sort of guy who never gets too excited, never too low, never blah, blah, blah. Josh Morrissey is a big part of this team's heartbeat. Yeah. And I thought last night he kept this team in it and then played 30 minutes and got them a win with his two assists. He, he stepped up big time because, you know, you, the, what goes on to it as well, and you have that five-minute power play afterwards where you're kind of shell-shocked. Um, you know, the, the team is going to say that, no, they weren't, but they were a little discombobulated. I would 100% agree with that. But you have Kyle Connor go down. You have Mark Shafley go to the bench. That's a real tough power play to find a way to get some consistency. They had some looks, but um, that's a real tough one to score on, regardless of the fact that it's five minutes. And so the, the Winnipeg Jets needed somebody to step up, one of their stars, you know, and the stars that you mentioned. And, you know, Connor Hellebach, you know, maybe he'd like that second goal back, but he was absolutely solid again yesterday. Yeah. He's been rock solid over, but they needed, you know, with Shafley in the box um and you know that's when i th- really think josh morrissey really started to take over the game he's one of the sort of the big stars on this team and yeah i i just think he's been an absolute he was absolutely fantastic yesterday i thought he was again yeah and i think he's um you know the debate is out i guess a little bit on if that was his best game i don't i don't know if it was his best game because he has so many really good games <laughs> yeah that's a tough one i can say was that his best game ever I don't know. Like, I, look, I can't really qualify that. It's not that, that far removed. And, and we found out, like, his father was passing away from cancer and weighed heavily on him. But it's not that far removed from, you know, people. He started his career, and a lot of people were talking Canadian Olympic team for him. And mm-hmm. then that debate started. Well, no, look at his look at his overall stats and analytics and things like that. And without Truba and, and blah, blah, blah. I just, I, I always go back to a couple of years ago. We did an interview with him. 
um, or at least I was talking to him and he, no, it was on the show cam. Like yeah. two years ago, he said when he was having the great breakout season last year, it was probably about midway point where he joined us. And he said, he goes, I just think that so many people define you once you've been in the league five or six years, like this is what you are. Yeah. yeah. And he said, I think it's lost on people much like Gabe Velarde gave us some really good insight on how difficult it is to come back from an injury mm-hmm. mid season or in season. Josh gave us that great insight about how you, you're in the league 25, six years, you're 25, 26 years old, and people just think that's what you are. That's the player you are. They don't give any account to what you work on every summer, how you're getting better. Look at Mark Shifley this year. Mark Shifley's 30. Yeah. Did anybody think he had this in him? That I he, think he's their best player this year. Their yeah. best overall player. Yeah, for sure Start he is. to finish. I know Connor Hellebuck is doing wonderful, but the first four games, he was giving up four or five goals a game. I think start to finish through the 20-some games so far, Mark Shifley's been their best overall player. Hey, look at this too. Mark Shifley plus three. I mean, I just, it, it, the point of this is... No, no I'm saying like all, all, yeah, the, yeah. all the talk last year about... Mark Shifley. At 30, you're not going to play defense. That's what I kept hearing. Exactly. And now he's plus three. Now, no, plus minus and all that sort of thing. But that was all the talk heading into this. And that's exactly the same thing about Josh Morrissey. He was saying. Every year is is a new chapter. It's a new way that you can rewrite what kind of player you are. And it depends on the player. But he and Mark hang out in the summer. They spend a lot of time in Calgary with Adam Lowry. But my point to what he was saying is, is, Players don't think of themselves that way. Players don't think that because they've been in the league six years and they're 27 years old that they can't get better. Yeah. And I get it. Like, you have to work at it and you have to have some skill. I think that at 27, 28 is when the skill comes into how hard you work on yeah. what you've developed as a player and stuff to get Experience, but all that stuff adds up He keeps getting better, right? Yeah. Mark Shifley's a way better all-around player this year. All this combined, Jim? Uh, the Winnipeg Jets on a four-game winning streak, and they are tied with Colorado right now with a game in hand, so they are technically first right now in the Central Division. How do you feel about that? <laughs> How do you like them apples? How do you like them apples? Ain't that a peach? Because you got her number. How do you like them apples? Um, I Look, it's not something I didn't think could happen this year. I am mm-hmm. still believe that Colorado, Dallas. Yeah, me too. But – my point to last week when we were talking about the West, the Central Division is I think the Jets can hang with those two teams now. 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. We had a bunch of text messages from you guys in regards to um, Kyle Connor uh, and, uh, and the I'll injury. I'll the phones at once. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. I'll, at 103, we'll finish our next segment, and then we'll have the news, and I'll open the phones on the Kyle Connor hit, let some of the listeners weigh in. Absolutely. Want to get some of your guys' text messages on this. And, Jim, you have an idea as well as to maybe what how you can sort of make this a better system in terms of suspensions. We'll be right back. Jets at noon on 680-CJOB. Well, not Jim T, but Jim C texts the show, and he says, make the penalty match the lost time. If the victim loses three weeks or so, so does the villain. That will make them think before they act. That one from Jim C. Another text here. This one's from Brent. Brent here, if that was McDavid or Matthews, suspension for sure. This texter says, finds work if high enough without their pay, without withholders pay for a year. It will stop. You don't know when it's going to be a career ending hit. And why does everyone have to, uh, why does somebody have to die before they change the rules? This text, this one from Andy says the duck should have to uh, pay for Connor's wages for the time he'll be out. Then maybe the teams will start to take some responsibility for the stupidity of their players. And the teams would start to crack down on the dirty stuff because it affects their payroll. That one from Andy and, uh, um, and this texture says, 
as long as the NHL allows, and, and we got so many text messages around those lines about like, we've got so many of like those exact text messages. So if you missed, if you missed it, believe me, I saw it and I read it and I appreciate it. And then this texture says, as long as the NHL allows someone to punch another human being in the face with only a five minute penalty, then the byproduct will be a culture where some players will have no respect for their opponents. The only oh uh, team pro sports league that allows it without any, without at least an expulsion. That texture says fighting is to blame. I'll tell you one thing. You take punching each other in the face, two guys agreeing to it out of the game, and the game will be a lot more dirty. Yeah. I promise you this. I promise you. Stick infractions in leagues like university, college, where you're not allowed to drop the gloves. And this isn't a big proponent to drop the gloves. I believe in the threat of the gloves being dropped Yes, is a deterrent. Um, but they're all up way higher. There's way more liberties taken in leagues that, that you're not allowed to fight at all. Compared to a five-minute penalty. Well, I like Shafley dropping drop the gloves, yes. Yeah. I, I like that. And he took it. like yeah. he. But it doesn't matter if he won that fight or not. The no. fact that somebody instantaneously stood up, stood up for their teammate. Um, so uh, that's why I mean. You can't suspend him for the length he's out. Because then all of a sudden teams are going to start saying, well, um, Morgan Barron got hit like this, and it was done by Jack Eichel. Holy cow. Morgan Barron's done for the year. He's an he's So that IR. means Jack Eichel can't play the rest of the season. And I know yeah. you think I'm being funny and stuff, but that, trust me, that will happen <laughs> in the league. <laughs> that would 100% happen very quickly. Yes. So here's what I kind of thought of. And and I, it's been suggested. It's not, I'm not the one who originated this idea. I heard it a while for years now. What if they're suspended? Say Strom gets three games, but they're against the Jets. So the next time they play, he's not allowed to play. If it goes into next year, he's not allowed to play. If they're in the playoffs, you're not allowed to play. So Strom gets three games. Say there's one game left in the regular season. Next year, months later, when Strom is on the Ducks or not, he can't play against the Jets till the suspension's up. Yeah. And playoffs. I, I think so it needs to be So if reworked. Nick Ehlers gets hit in Minnesota like he did last year, right before the playoffs, say the Jets win the first round Minnesota wins the first round, they meet up. Sorry, Hartman. You don't get to play the first two games of this series because you're playing Nick Ehlers, who you took out. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like that. I do. I, I do. I, I think there needs to be there needs to be added deterrence here. And, you know, are the suspensions going to all of a sudden double or triple? No, they're not it going might to. Help. I, I don't think it would, but it might help the fever around. Like the next time they play, <laughs> how long do you think from the puck dropping and Strom's on the ice? Or Brendan Dillon or Adam Lowry. Well, it's going to happen, but you know maybe the NHL likes that a little bit. That might sell some tickets. You well, know I'm I mean? d- but yeah, but you understand what I'm saying. That well, it won't be this game or next game because because if it's a gun or the show, first game next season because he's got three games, so he can't play against the Jets for three. If games. we're entering into a gun show here at the end of the month with uh, the Minnesota Wild in the in the home at home, I mean it's pretty good. Uh, if the first game uh, there in in, uh, in 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 Winnipeg here goes a little wild, say you and do something to McDavid and you're the Calgary Flames. And then you get a three-game suspension. Yeah. Nazim Kadri gets a three-game suspension. And the next time they play is in the second round of the playoffs, and he can't play for those three games. Don't you think that'd be a little bit more of a deterrent? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 definitely something. It's something. I think there needs to be some more. I might be wacko too. No, this no, might be I, a dumb idea. No, no, I like it. I I do. I, I I just think there needs to be some. There needs to be more stuff done. Think of it. Say yeah. say they play with three games left. In March against the Jets, and they are four points out of a playoff. And all of a sudden, they look down the lineup and go, 
we don't have Strom tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. We desperately need to win this game because of what he did in December against Kyle Connor. 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. I mean, we have to assume that Kyle Connor is going to be out for some amount of time. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that's a safe assumption to get to here. But how does that change the top line? I mean, there's sure. going to be some mixing and matching against San Jose yeah, tomorrow. I, and, we, can um, dig, we, can, we can talk about this definitely more tomorrow, but yeah. it's a huge conversation. It is a huge Do you move Velarde back up? Do you go back to a similar situation, um, you know, Nicky Lewis and Velarde up on the top line? Is that something that you consider? Well, I think it's actually Anson Fialbi who comes back in. But then what do you yeah. – is it Nemestikov? Is it Niederreiter? There's going to be I mean, a lot. there could be two – like, we always hear coaches don't want to disturb too many lines. And I thought Niederreiter was really good again last We're night. We're going to see calls for Brad Lambert scored the OT winner for the Moose. Well, somebody's going to get called up, but I don't know if you – that's the other thing. Do you call up a Brad Lambert and put him on the number one line? Do you need a skill guy? Are you what are you looking to do? Or do you want to keep Brad Lambert with the Moose all this year? Or do you want to move Velarde up there and put him on the second? Or do you want to? I think the less disruption, the better, because this team's playing really well. They won four in a row. Yes. So do you call somebody up and just put them on there? Do you take one off one line and put Axel Janssen Fialbi back in, and then you you mess with two lines? Mm-hmm. They're finding ways to win, Jim. I mean, you get some goals yeah. by Nino. You get Barron scored a great goal. A fantastic tip from Velarde there. Um, it's a fantastic third period there. So, I mean, they, they got the Velarde to get his first goal oh, that way. What right? a heck of, and a heck of an uh, awesome tip. But I, I'll say this, Jim, and we'll, we'll close the show out with this. This it, It's definitely a gut punch. Oh, man. It's a huge sneeze. Bless you. It's, not, it's, it's, it's a gut punch. It just gives me – I have allergies having to say this. It's a gut punch to the Jets to lose Calcana, but I don't think it's anywhere close to a death, Neil. I think the team can overcome this and hope for the best. It can beat San Jose tomorrow. L.A. is tough without a Kyle Connor, but yeah. look, that I agree with you. To me, everybody has injuries. You're going to have to deal with it. Any team can sustain one or two. I, I only have a problem when you say everybody gets injuries when three guys in your top six are out. Yeah, it adds up. But this is one guy, so... Thank you very much, Tyson Ricky, for producing the show. Jim Tilton, all the way till 3 o'clock. He will open the phones. Open phones at 1 Right after 1 o'clock to talk about the KC hit. That's it for me. I'll be back same time tomorrow. See ya. Chats at noon on 680 CJOB.